Press the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, sugar bushes? Welcome to another episode of Snacks Packs. Uh, you know what? I was pointed out to me. What? Uh, on our episode list, we oh. missed the third episode. We went one, two, four. I noticed that right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just <laughs> I just now. noticed that. Yeah. Uh, I, I meant to fix it, but I forgot. That's true. Yeah, you got to keep them on their toes, dude. I, well, you, who pointed that out? Uh, That's an eagle-eyed viewer right boss. there. Oh. <laughs> oh, <nice>. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. He was like, yeah, you guys skip episode three. And I was Fucking like, well, a. I'll be darned. Yeah, that was my I, problem. You know what? I appreciate the opportunity for fan yeah, engagement. Yeah, we love it. We love to see it. Um, so I on, renamed I that episode. You noticed? <sighs> Excuse me. Yes, I did notice that. Was mine not good enough? You did. I didn't want it to be two explosions in a row because I didn't want people to think the second thing was That's an fair. explosion too. That's understandable. And I really like the title Winter Volcano. Yeah, Winter so Volcano. Kind of I like that too. Um, you had a crazy story. Were you going to tell that on the podcast? You're like, it's unhinged. Is it, Or is that just your thing you were covering? You told me about it yesterday. Oh, yeah. No, it's the oh, thing. Oh, it was yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rad. That's cool. I'm excited. I was like, what are you talking Mine's about? Mine's pretty insane too. I haven't left my house in like three days. I spent uh, a combined two hours on hold today trying to resolve my card being stolen. Oh. But it was a private card. Oh, I thought you said your card. My card. Yeah, your car. I was like, hold yeah. on. You didn't tell me about no. that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the first, it was all, all of that hold was for the company because it was the company that my card was used yeah. at. Uh, they were like, oh, we can't see that or do anything about it. I was what? Like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, shout out to Texas Guns and Gear for your terrible web security. Yeah, absolutely. Where, where, my car, yeah, where your car got stolen from? from. Yeah, it's uh, no coincidence that my groceries were bought at a fucking Texas, Texas store. Yeah. Right, what if it was after. the people who own the websites. Do I, dude, yeah. that's happened. Yeah, uh, and I looked around for reviews. They were reviewed pretty well, which makes me think that they probably didn't do it. Yeah. But I mean, like I use this literally. The whole point of this card was to buy stuff from shady websites, gun websites yeah. on the internet because they're horrible. That's horrible. Fair. That's fair. And uh, it turned out it's actually really hard if they get stolen because it fucked up. It didn't do what it was supposed to. It like approved that transaction even though it doesn't for every other transaction. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I just my bank was like, oh, we'll just turn your debit card off and then it won't work. And I was like. Oh, sweet. All right. <laughs> I was like, that feels illegal. Yeah. Well, no. Do, do, do you have, like, do you have, like, an online banking app? Yeah. Like, on mine, if my, if, like, I see, like, a charge that I don't know, I can just lock my car. I can just turn it off, and they can't use it anymore. But like, you can through just turn the it back app. on? Yeah, I can just turn it back uh, on. Like, if I lose my car, I can lock it until I find it. If I find it, I can turn it back on and be able to use it. Interesting. Yeah. Banking's I've been crazy, trying to dude. figure out how I want to do all that, because I don't like putting my real credit card on janky websites. Yeah. Even though I know it's kind of easy to deal with. Yeah. But more often than not, that results in me getting rid of my credit card. I have to get a new credit yeah. card. So well, I, don't I mean, do that. I would, I would just open up a credit card strictly for janky websites. And so if it gets stolen, if it gets yeah. stolen, then it's like, I still got my regular credit card and my debit card and that, that they'll take care of that. And I'll get a new one if I need one or you, just, and you just turn it off too. I know? also do have the tiniest bit of 
tin foil hat. Yeah. I was like, I don't want the credit card companies to know what I'm buying. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it was through an account so that it would just say privacy.com. It wouldn't yeah. say what I was buying. That's fair. I mean, I get that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the car, I don't trust anyone. No, I mean, them. yeah. Who knows? I, no, well, especially that card. Like, it's it's like two years of buying red gun shit. When, is the, when have the banks ever failed, dog? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I let me count the ways. Mm. At work today, I had to make a bunch of phone calls. Like, that was 90% of my job today was making phone calls. Uh-huh. When I was a kid, I'd be in the car with my stepdad, and his work phone would ring, and he would go, God fucking damn it! And then he'd be like, so-and-so. And I'm like, I understand why he does that now. Because, like, my phone just kept ringing, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, yeah. That's yeah. pretty much how I think most people are right before they yeah. answer the phone. Agreed. Agreed. My job involves being on the phone a lot, and almost everybody hates it. And, yeah. But there's one person who's like, Loves it. Dude, I'm like, what the fuck why? is wrong? I, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong? I enjoy, like, I, I don't hate it, but, like, it's a lot of energy, like, social energy to exert into a phone conversation. For, for uh, sure. Yeah, yeah just, it, yeah. and there was one guy I was talking to today, and I, like, I called him, and he, I put on my customer service boy, voice or whatever, and he was like, he was like, man, this shit is confusing. And I was like, all right, here we go. I was like, fuck it, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true, Take honestly. that wall down. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Like, once someone says it, you're like, all right, we here can Here we go. Swear. Yeah, we're good. We're yeah, good. Fuck yeah. this. Yeah. That's a good feeling. Big's true. What are you, uh, what are you covering? You want, yeah, you don't have any other stories? You don't have any crazy? Oh, wait, I saw a movie. Did you see any movies? No, we were going to go see everything yeah. everywhere all at once, but Soup wasn't feeling good that day. I still need to see that movie. I do too. I you heard it's like to one of the. see with Wade and I. Yeah, when Wednesday, I think I'm gonna try for it. Wednesday, I, I'm making up this plan right my, this Well, moment. my my uh, maybe we'll talk about it. All right, we'll talk cool. About it. Yeah, uh, um, but I saw. So I was under the impression, and I definitely told a bunch of people that I was gonna go see the movie Everything Everywhere All yeah, at Once. Yeah, and I get to the movie pretty high. Yeah, and didn't. I just walked into the theater and uh, I was because I was with some friends yeah. and I am like a third of the way for the movie and based on what how what people have told me about that movie I'm like this can't be right like this movie yeah. is not gonna have the reactions that yeah. they're describing yeah because I went to go see Men it turned out the movie Men, Men. which is like an A twenty four body horror nightmare. oh really yeah really and I was like oh. Uh, so I was definitely like first of all I don't know anything about either of the movies yeah. when I go in, but I did have some f- idea what some I thought I was what getting. You might be expecting. So it took me a little bit to pivot from that, but then the movie was just crazy fucking weird. It, it was, was dude. It was like it's every. Dog. It was like every A twenty four movie like condensed into a dab. You know what I mean? It was insanity. They just. They I had it all. T- I told you about the horror movie I watched called X. Did you watch that one? No. It's got Kid Cudi in it. Oh, He's a no. porn star. Uh, called like Long movie. Johnson. Yeah, in the movie. It's good. Um, I mean... Oh, it's... Wow. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, the whole premise of the movie, without spoiling too much, is like, uh, this dude won't fuck his wife, so she goes on a rampage. This movie That's is it. about a lady's fight with grief, which is another yeah. A24. Isn't that yeah, all of them? Is dude, true. I was just like, they it's always like banger movies woven though. with yeah. just insane trauma. Yeah, it's they it, make some fucking dude, banging movies. I know, I mean, they did. We started what, re-watching the Pirates of the Caribbean. Still, oh. still holds up. Yeah? Still holds up. All yeah. of them? Dude, we, well... Yeah. I don't think I've seen past the second one, to be honest with you. Yeah. So I was like, even yeah. the third yeah, was so, my thought. Um, I, 
did not see after the third. Yeah, we watched the first one a couple weeks ago, and then now we watched the we watched the second one last night. It's because we've been playing this fucking Sea of Thieves game it, and it being pirates. It it's so, so fun. fun. It's so fun. It like, so fun. bro, we were playing last night, and so there's player ships you can fight. You can fight everybody, but there's also AI ships that that go around the sea that you okay. can sink and steal all the stuff on them. We were in the middle of an AI ship battle. We were fighting this fucking. Uh, brigantine or galleon i can't remember we were we were sinking it and this player ship comes by us and shoots a single cannonball at us and it was me soup and my buddy gecko and we were like fuck no so we like pivot turn around and just start chasing this dude like we were it was like we were three it was we had three on our crew and two on theirs uh they had two people and we were just fucking late like loading into him fucking lighting him up with cannonballs and shit Love it. like we bullied them so bad that they sunk their own ship and like oh left my yeah God. <laughs> like they they, they, <laughs> they like abandoned ship and sunk their own ship to spawn somewhere else and i was like that's right bitch don't fucking shoot God. at us we're in the middle of a battle that is a game i really want uh that'll be one of the first games i get when i dude it's fun there's so much to do like they just had a big update where like you can now like uh you can go bury treasure on an island and leave the map at like a bulletin board and other players can pick the map up and like go and and there's there's oh cool there's open sea adventures where you can just sail around the map and find treasure and do missions for the different factions or emissaries and then there's tall tales which are like story mode missions that like they're like 45 minutes long there's a bunch of them they're like an hour long yeah so there's like a ton is it a free game no, it's like you buy the game. Yeah, you got to buy the game. Okay. Um, but is, it's, is it microtransaction? It's well, so the only microtransactions you'll have in the game are strictly cosmetic. Like if you want like a cool looking ship or and you don't want to grind to get different skins, you can just buy them. Like when uh, we first started yeah. playing, we spent a bunch of money buying cosmetics for the ship to make it look cool. Make and it, like, I mean, yeah. it got to look cool. It's yeah, all about course. the drip. Yeah, absolutely. And then so either that or uh, like different skins for your guns and uh, different skins for your guns and and your equipment because you can like sing songs like you have like a banjo and like a drum and like you have, like five different instruments you can play so you can sit on your ship and you all play one instrument and it puts together a song um and then i think that's the only that's the only microtransactions because like the only other one i can think of is like you can pay like two bucks to redesign your character oh uh, yeah bad. so it's it, i mean it the it's not a pay to win game like cool. it, you just have to have a better crew and have more how many people can play on one boat so it's like four the most you can have is four and That's then you'll then you'll yeah but uh you can start like uh alliances with other ships so you can be like a gang basically um so the biggest ship you can get is a galleon which is like hell yeah kind of like the black pearl how yeah. it looks oh, I know um, yeah yeah so. yeah i figured <laughs> so uh and like when you're fighting player ships the biggest thing you got to watch out for is like one person will jump off their ship with like a powder keg and claw crawl onto your ship and blow it up and it'll fucking put like six holes in your ship and you gotta Damn. go when you have holes in your ship you gotta go down patch them up and then you gotta bail water out of your fucking oh, ship wow. yeah that's a whole thing like it's wow fighting uh, well, a- okay so if you're got four people you're busy as hell i mean even with three like when we fight other people it's like i'm usually steering and when we get on course, I'll stop steering and get on a cannon. Gecko's on a cannon. Soup is usually either shooting at them with a sniper rifle, and then uh, if we get hit, Soup will go down and patch up holes and bail so water. Um, it, dude, it's just hard to fight in the water because like your ship doesn't have a big turn radius unless you raise both sails. So when we find somebody, we raise one sail, and then 
start pivoting to shoot uh-huh. at them, and then if they take off, we'll drop that sail oh, and fucking take off after me. Wow. Dude, it's a whole strategy, man. That's it's, impressive. It's like, it's hard. It's and more you, detailed than I thought. Yeah, and you get like you can get like struck by lightning and shit like that. Like, we got stuck in a Are storm. There monsters? Yeah, yeah, monsters? yeah. There's like skeleton monsters. There's, uh, if you have a shitload like of... Like sea monsters? If you have a ton of loot on your ship, there is a good chance that the Kraken will come after you, and then uh, there's cool. a Megalodon that comes after you. Oh, there's a shark. Hell there's yeah. sirens. If you jump off your ship while it's moving, uh, a mermaid will take you back to your ship for you. Um, oh. And then you, different islands have, like, skeleton crews you can kill, and, like, ghosts, like, fortresses have ghosts on them, and then these weird, like, sea monsters that you fight. Dude, Hell it's, yeah. There's a lot to do in that game, and I, it's fun. definitely worth the money you're going to pay for it because they're just, like, hours and hours and hours Is of Is it a content. PC-only game? Yeah. No, it's on Xbox. You can get it on Xbox, I too. don't have a fucking Xbox. Xboxes are fucking prefer you get stupid. a fucking... Uh, PC, PC before you get an Xbox, yeah, dude. Will. Why would you? Why would you ever do that? But yeah, ten out of ten. Highly recommend Sea of Thieves. It's a fun game, and you can get like a little dinghy for your ship too. So if like you're offshore, you see a bunch of shit in the ocean that's just floating there. You can drop your dinghy and like yeah. go and pick it up. And yeah, that's badass. I love games like that. The only thing that sucks is when you like we raided a fortress last night and had like fifteen treasure chests to turn in. And you can only carry one at a time. You can carry oh, one shit. item at a time. So it was just us like doing an assembly line from the ship to the dock to whoever you sell it to. Did you ever to. play Payday 2? I, uh, game? Yeah, I played Payday. Like, I don't know if I played the, the second one. Yeah. Dude, Payday 2 was like the closest like work together as a squad experience I have. I fucking love that game. Payday was, yeah, it was sick. I did play, okay, yeah, I did play Payday 2. I don't think I played the first one is, is the one that, I haven't played. Where you like make, they have like that mission where you make the meth. While yeah. you're in, like, a gun battle with the police. And you have to, like, drill through the safe and stuff like that. Yeah. I love games like that, I do, dude. too. I love games so like fun. that. Uh, you want to talk about our shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about our shit. Um, I've got my sources from the BBC, Smithsonian Mag, a paper called The Great East Japan Earthquake and nice. Devastating Tsunami, an update and lessons from past great earthquakes in Japan since 1923. Nice, nice. Um, if you guys want to read about that. Uh, it was... A story about starting in the in Japan in the 1920s. Basically, after helping the Allies in World War One, the Japanese military intervened in the Russian Civil War by attempting to support the White Army, which was the coalition of not communist forces, yeah. by invading Siberia. The the invasion was haphazard, politically complex, and largely ineffective, and it went on for four years. Uh, classic American classic. invasion. Classic. You know? Yeah, we know how that goes. Yeah. Four years, though, that chump change, bro. Yeah, we're like 20-year war right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the war went poorly, of course. Naturally. caused a big rift in Japan, not only within the military, but between the military and the government. I'm giving you guys this so you can understand some of the background of what's going to happen later. There was a lot of weird stuff going on with Japan's military at the time. Much to the chagrin of their neighboring nations like Korea and China, they had grand imperialist ambitions, and their military, navy, and government were all kind of at odds with each other on how to achieve that. Which, it's really weird to think about how that would work in a government, like, where your, like, army is fighting, your navy is fighting, like, the executive branch, you know what I mean? yeah. Fucking weird ass. I like that would scare the shit. Yeah. Out of me. Like the wait, the navy wants to yeah. be in control. <laughs> yeah. Like the navy. I don't know about all that. No. Chief. Yeah. Uh. So this story takes place in 1923, but to give the idea of Japan's trajectory, it would be only eight years later that the Japanese army, without the explicit approval of the government, would fake an attack on a train line in Manchuria, China, that would act as a pretext for an invasion of the country. So that like th- this was. Uh, what we're going to talk about is like an early step in what was a long arc. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and a big part of this leads to 
directly involved their World War II. Uh, so <clears throat> by now, let's see. Oh, yeah, and at this point in 1923, the Japanese army had occupied and subsequently annexed Korea over 18 years prior. Oh. That's, that's important. Okay. On September 1st, 1923, which we always know, yeah. we got the date, yeah. shit's <laughs> popping yeah. off. At 11.58 a.m., a 60-mile by 60-mile segment of tectonic plate six miles beneath the ocean surface and 30 miles south of Tokyo ruptured, smashing into the Eurasian Continental Plate. Damn. In Yokohama, Japan's largest port and its face for the west, it was this was the one of the first ports where... Uh, the West came into the country where that's actually, I wish we could talk about it someday. It's a really crazy story. Like the U S government came and and like basically held Japan at gunpoint and they're like, we're coming yeah, in. We're, you, we want to check it in. out. Yeah. <laughs> What's over here. Um, so, but so this was the Yokohama is where that happened. Uh, a crowd stood at the pier, Yokohama waving off the Empress of Australia, 600 foot steamship. The crowd smiles and waves dissipated as the low sound of unearthly thunder emitted from the earth below. A huge jolt collapsed the pier as the earthquake reached the surface. Damn. The And there's a lot of people standing on the pier. Yeah. The initial quake lasted only about 14 seconds, but it leveled nearly every single building in Yokohama, Damn. Japan's shining metropolitan city. A three-story hotel that had different points housed Rudyard Kipling, who I think, I don't remember, and Howard Taft, he was the president, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, collapsed, uh, crushing hundreds of people. A popular expat concrete clubhouse was pancaked killing another 20 people instantly god damn only a few minutes later a 40-foot tsunami hit sagami gulf which is right nearby instantly obliterating over 150 houses and killing 60 people holy shit by the time it hit kamakura the wave was only 20 feet tall but still managed to kill another 300 people collapse much of the hillside into the sea and it moved the famous great buddha statue that weighed 121 tons damn over a foot from its original spot See, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's insane. I was thinking about like, I was like, only a foot? I was like, well, no, shit. Yeah. Fun fact about the great Buddha of Kamakura, this is what the statue was. It used to be enshrined in a great hall, but a tsunami destroyed it <laughs> in 1498, so they just left it outside. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, we're not doing that again. <laughs> it's just a good call. Uh, so as I mentioned before, the earthquake struck almost exactly at noon or lunchtime. Which means that a lot of people were cooking lunches on open or closed fires all over the country, in a country that was still building much of its structures out of wood. Coupled with the ruptured gas mains, the fire grew quickly, and firefighters could do nothing as all of the water mains were destroyed Damn. from the earthquake, too. So, police reported large fires at over 80 locations by 12.15, only 17 minutes in. Um, and in another 15 minutes, there were 136 fires. Damn. That's crazy. Fires springing up everywhere. They were, you know... Starting to grow, a stiff wind came in from the ocean because uh, Mother Nature was not yeah, done fucking yeah. Japan. <laughs> and the result was a towering inferno that turned into a fire tornado Dude. that crushed and incinerated everything in its path. It's like in those uh, fire city building games yeah. where you're like, how much can I fuck Just this town up? Damage can I inflict? Uh, 44,000 people had fled their homes to take refuge at this big flat spot near the banks of the Sumida River in Tokyo. Uh, many people crowded the bridge uh, that was spanning it, but the combined weight and damage from the quake caused it to collapse. Hundreds drowned. Damn. And by 4 o'clock, the 300-foot-tall fire tornado swept over the flat refuge in only a few minutes, and of the 44,000 people there, only 300 survived. Holy shit. 
Dude, I can't even fathom what like that looks town. like. Yeah, dude, like, the, the every description of it was basically like it cannot be described. Yeah, like I, yeah, I, my brain can't even. I've got a pretty good imagination, and like my brain can't a even. Fire tornado, a, a fire tornado killing tens of thousands of people. And again, so at least that's one of those things that can't really happen to us now. Yeah, we don't have enough stuff to burn. Like yeah, that. yeah, thank God. But like. Your whole city. The entire... Dude, that's insane. I know. So, after all this, um, a total of 140,000 people died from the earthquake, tsunami, and subsequent fires. Which, unfathomable. Again, yeah. All over, disorganized groups did their best to help whoever they could. Uh, Yamaguchi Saiken was a left-wing organizer who organized his union... A labor union to provide food and water for the neighborhood, which they did using the supplies they had and from ones that they took from destroyed buildings. Okay. Um, and what better opportunity would there be to express nationalist hatred than during a mega disaster? Of course, of You're course. probably wondering, when is the racism yeah. coming into the story? <laughs> Don't worry. Key factor to most of our stories. Within hours of the earthquake, rumors spread through the shattered towns that Korean immigrants were poisoning wells and what? were plotting to overthrow the government amidst the chaos. Uh just for the record they they were not yeah. doing that. No poisoning the wells? They got a tr- what? And also like the amount that you would like right now? What are they yeah, waiting say, for? How, this yeah, moment? that's what I was saying. How are you going to organize this fast to be like, like unless you got like a, made yeah, the tsunami yeah, unless they got like and a, the fire tornado. A fortune teller in there that's like this is the time boys. <laughs> uh, so and um, also, if you're so worried about these things happening by people in your country, maybe you shouldn't invade and occupy yeah, them that's for true. 18 yeah. years. Kind of yeah, America. <laughs> America. <laughs> uh, so, so worried were the Japanese about the Korean infiltration, they set up roadblocks and traveled in roving bands across the earthquake zone just documenting what they see to tell the police in case they saw anything suspicious. Oh, wow. No. Hey, there's some people that. trying to survive. No, out it here. wasn't that. Yeah. They didn't do that. They actually, the police and vigilantes worked hand in hand to massacre any Korean socialists, commies, anarchists, and pretty much anybody who disagreed with them. Feminists, too. yeah, yeah. No, not I'm kidding. Like they oh. were like, they were like, how can we make this fire, tornado, tsunami, <laughs> earthquake even worse? I was like, so I'm like, massacres. I dude, in some of the, the articles about this are like. Earthquake. Yeah. Done with that article. <laughs> and I found some, the Smithsonian Mag, which talks a little bit about it, which is how I found out to read more about it. Yeah. And so I'm like starting off like, holy shit, as a Japanese person, this would be the most insane thing to happen. Yeah. You know, the sea sweeps your city away, and then it, bur- it burns in a tornado of biblical fire, and then... And then I was like reading all and I'm like, wow, it'd be way worse to be Korean. Yeah. <laughs> yes, fucking... I didn't even know it could be worse. Jesus Christ, dude. By the second night uh, since after the disaster, prefectural police chief issued the order to his district chiefs that Korean malcontents were the biggest problem of this fucking disaster, apparently. And that night, police informed residents it would be pers- permissible to kill any Koreans you find. That's a quote. So they're just like the, kill the tsunami and the fire tornado weren't the biggest problems. It was the yeah. Koreans. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I guess. And I was when I was covering this, I was like, I don't know. This is kind of political. Yeah. But you covered the Zoot Suit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. also like to cut this off at like and the earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that experience was not over. I for think those it would people. be wrong. Yeah, it would be wrong to not cover the massacre yeah. that took place. Um, it'd be like talking about the. 
Tulsa race riots like is just a bunch of buildings being yeah, on yeah, fire, yeah. you know? Uh, the police and oh yeah, yeah. The police incited lynch mobs, vigilante death squads, and just pretty much anybody that could whip up into a fervor <laughs> attacking any Koreans they see, which is just like I I can't understand. Yeah, it. I, I like I I couldn't understand being a person who's like someone drives up to you. I'm just like this is I, I when I hear about this happening, I think of the logistics immediately, right? Yeah, you're like. Your, your village is destroyed behind you. You were just hoeing or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Farming. Working in your rice field. And then a guy drives up and he's like, oh, yeah, you see your village is flat? The Koreans yeah, did that. <laughs> Get in. And, and the guy's like, like okay, yeah. Oh, put this shit down. I got to go in there. I, I got to blame this on somebody. Uh, this is referred to as the Kanto Massacre, which took place over three weeks. Anyone who sounded, dressed, or looked Korean or Chinese yeah. was killed on the spot. Uh, unfortunately, racists aren't too bright, as we have well documented. Yeah. So they killed Japanese minority groups as well because their accents were different and really? they were hard to understand. Slash, they failed field pronunciation tests administered by racist death squads. Which I, I was like... Like, imagine, you know, you're, like, from the Midwest, and you're doing your Midwest death squad, yeah. and, and then, like, a guy from Louisiana yeah, just, just says like, Warsh, and you're just, what? Take him out. <laughs> That's not yeah, American? Yeah. Uh, it's like the uh, the reading and, like, literature test they would give to, um, but, well, I'd give to them. They would say, oh, you gotta pass a reading and literature test to vote, or to oh, do this, yeah, that, and the yeah. other. They were just, like, intentionally fucking hard to, mm-hmm. like, pass. Yeah. Uh, so... Between six and 9,000 ethnic Koreans and Japanese socialists were murdered. Which, you know, it's like awful, awful, awful for the Korean people. But I'm like, what? Socialist guy just gets massacred for yeah, no reason? Yeah, for no reason. And they're like, so many right-wing massacres, dude. I'm sick of it. The director of the bunch of famous movies, but specifically Seven Samurai. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, movie? yeah, So yeah. good. Actually witnessed a mob hunt. They they hunted down a bearded man simply because they believed a Japanese person would not have that much beard. Really? Yeah, it was like that. No indiscri- fucking way. Dude, scary. They were just wanting to kill people at that scary. point. It was like, I want to feel like I did something for my country. Oh, so let me I murder guess. citizens of my country. I, I, and also, like, you know... Water and food is scarce, and everything's on fire. And I'm like, I'm not gonna waste my energy running around. Yeah, fuck no. With you, you would, people, you would think there'd be like disaster relief efforts or like your survival instinct to survive this tornado fire and yeah. tsunami would go in, but nope. It's, Racism is yeah, more it's, powerful let's than be racist. thirst. <laughs> <laughs> Holy like, survival shit. instinct is here. Racism's it's right, right up here. Right above <laughs> there. Uh, the police. Uh, oh, yeah, this part was really neat. So, fascinatingly, even though the police contributed or would not shelter Koreans, the Yakuza did ex- had accepted Koreans into the gang and subsequently protected Koreans from lynch mobs. Oh, really? No yeah. shit. Isn't that insane? That's badass. Bro, the gangs Bro, are doing the Bro, when the gangs right have to, like... <laughs> I, I mean, and, like, it's a saying, and it sounds reductive, but the government is a gang. Yeah, it sound, oh, yeah. It sounds like when you the Yakuza is like, yeah. oh, we'll do this. You're like, oh, wow, because that other side is clearly a yeah, gang, yeah. you know? Holy shit. That's insane. The police also used this opportunity to assassinate political dissidents, including famously a married couple, which was both feminists and anarchists, who were executed alongside their six-year-old nephew and thrown into a well. Jesus. The man who did this was sentenced to ten years of prison, and he got out after three. And just went in the military again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Of course, the police chief admitted on his deathbed that the reports about the Korean people doing all those things were fake. Fucking pussy. Fucking piece of shit. Piece of shit. 
And, uh, oh, of course, even though 735 participants were arrested for the massacre, a Tokyo newspaper reported the defendants and judges laughing and smiling together and prosecutors recommended light sentences. For a massacre. A massacre. I mean, you know, the U.S. did this like... Yeah, yeah. Actually, wasn't this the same year? What year was it? Oh, wait, Tulsa was 1919, right? Yeah. What year, wait, what what year was this again? Oh, it's 1921. This was in 1923. Tulsa was 1921. Wow. That's a weird parallel. Um... They don't ever teach history like that, where other things are happening in other countries. You never, we don't never found out what the fuck was happening. Yeah, in other no, countries. fuck no. They were like Japan existed in 1939 because or 1941 because <laughs> when they attacked Pearl yeah. Harbor. It's like <laughs> it's what? It's crazy. They were never anywhere no. in the world until then. It's wild. Uh, that was a pretty decent Trump impression right there. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of people yeah. know. It's great. It's beautiful. <laughs> Japan was never around until Pearl Harbor. <laughs> uh. So then, as news of the lynch mobs spread through the Korean community, many attempted to flee Tokyo, and the Tokyo police got a bunch of narcs to arrest the escaping Koreans to prevent the massacre news from spreading, and then force them to do unpaid labor for two months cleaning up the ruins, because they think they did it. uh, Tokyo officials claimed that only five people died and blamed the violence on a union organizer. Dude, it's like the the train explosion, giving unofficial numbers and fucking just being like, that's it, that's the facts, and it's like, five. (laughs) Without the massacre, if you told me that five people died in a fucking tsunami and tornado fire... No, this is all their position on the massacre. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're saying that only five people died because of a union organizer starting bullshit. The massacre is denied and celebrated by Japanese far-right politic or political groups to this day. In 2017, the Tokyo mayor refused to acknowledge the massacre, calling it a matter of historical debate, and won his re-election in 2020 with a landslide victory. Isn't that nuts? It, you know, and like, miserable fucking news. Yeah. B- major bummer. Always makes me feel a little better that other countries suck ass, too. Yeah, not just us. I was like, man, yeah. you guys are doing the same horrible shit <laughs> y'all, we are. Y'all fucking suck just like, as much as we do. I was like, we're not, we like, do. the worst. Yeah, we're not the worst. We're pretty bad, but, like, yeah. you guys also You're are You're doing terrible. your own pretty Dude, awful that's shit. that's fucking insane. Yeah, the, and then Japan has a lot of, uh, like, historical... I don't know, revisionism, censorship is yeah. a better word, of, like, a lot of the stuff that happened, really, through oh. the 18th and 19th century, Not or the 19th and 20th century. Yeah. Um, so, in Yonamura, back to the story, yeah. they managed to uh, pick up a faint radio signal from a naval station near Yokohama, and this was right after the earthquake, and they tapped out a little bulletin to the world, alerting them with only 19 words about the disaster, and by the next day, U.S. Navy ships sailed from China with relief and supplies. Uh, President Calvin Coolidge really rallied behind this. I didn't understand it, but they said he was in charge of the Red Cross org, and I didn't want to dig into it more. I was That's like, fair. can you do that? Yeah, I don't know. president at yeah. the same time? I didn't understand. Uh, is, is the Red, was the Red Cross the Maybe government? it was a different... Is the Red Cross the I don't, government? I don't, I don't... Are we embarrassing ourselves? Is the Red Cross... <laughs> The part government. of the government. I don't, know. I don't think so. Right? Uh, the is relationship the between the... Or is that the bell ringers? Is that the That's Red Salvation Cross? Army. Oh, okay. Um, oh. They also suck. Um, yeah. The relationship between the American Red Cross and the federal government is unique. We are an independent entity that is oh, organized yes. and exists as a non-profit, tax-exempt, charitable institution uh, pursuant to a charter granted to U.S. by the United States Congress. Yeah, there was like something special about it because getting into the Red Cross, I think, is... Pretty complicated. Yeah. Uh, interesting. But anyway, so yeah, uh, he made a big public statement to raise support. And I, the quote of it was kind of crazy. 
He said, the cities of Tokyo and Yokohama and surrounding towns and villages have been largely, if not completely, destroyed by earthquake, fire, and flood, with the resulting appalling uh, loss of life and destitution and distress requiring measures of urgent relief. And they raised $12 million, which doesn't sound like a lot. But well, today, I, maybe yeah. It's a lot. I mean, today yeah. it doesn't sound like a lot. Wait, yeah. what, what year was this again? 1921. We did this last time. $12 million. $12 million? That's probably only like 40, 50. That's 32, eh, yeah. 32 million. Yeah. 30. Still, but then again, it's back then where it's not yeah, like, oh, disaster. Still, here's yeah. a billion dollars. Yeah. 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 Uh, unfortunately, this whole event was a massive push towards Japan's far right and subsequent militarization as the liberal elements of the country were literally purged yeah, from existence. That's fucking and crazy. And that's kind of like, you know, I, I thought it was really neat because I was like, this is kind of like World War II history, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, This is what started a lot of their involvement in East Asia that got them involved in World War II. I was like, holy shit, an earthquake. I didn't know that. That an earthquake got and a re- fire really rocked Japan's shit. It's crazy how, like, when you hear about, if you didn't even hear about, like, the earthquake or the fire tornado, you wouldn't even take into consideration that a natural disaster would was change the leading the whole, cause yeah. of, of them getting involved. Yeah, like, it would, like, change the yeah, whole course of the The trajectory of their, history. like, political yeah. history. And One so, natural, dude, that's nuts. Dude, that's bananas. Yeah, so that's my story. It's that's pretty yours. neat. Mine's a little more lighthearted. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, like, yeah. It's neat for the first half and then kind of sad. Yeah, but yeah. But really interesting. It is know? interesting. It's, and I mean, it gives you, like I said, a perspective on history of, like, if this never happened, I, how different I would know. they be? Would they be different, or would it be like just the next thing that happened would be the reason they, you know, push if, it on yeah. fucking just being racist, basically? And if you've ever wondered why East Asia has so much beef with each other, it's a lot of this yeah. shit happened. You know, this I, shit's old, not even that old. That's you know, fucking insane. I know. Dude, that's so crazy. Wild. Um, what's my, yours about? Mine's a yeah, little bit more lighthearted. It mine's a disaster, but not like a. Not like a mass casualty disaster. Mine's Sweet. about the 1904 Olympics. Have you ever heard about the 1904 Olympics? I have not. Okay, well, it's also got racism in it because it was 1904, and for some reason... what? How do we cover dude, a not-racist well, disaster? Well, what is there? It's, the disaster <laughs> itself wasn't racist, know, but yeah. it involves the... We'll talk about it. So... Uh, the 1904, 1904 was a wild time to be alive. People were kind of just doing whatever the fuck you they wanted because you could basically do whatever you wanted. And then parentheses, I brought if you were white, um, <laughs> or just far enough yeah, away, yeah, far enough away you from just, anybody. You just yeah. get away, for, and you're like good for like thirty yeah, years. Yeah, you, you know? can do whatever. You, I was always thinking back then. I was like, it's so easy to commit crimes, dude. Just like I mean, that's red dead takes place. Yeah, in that, shoot yeah. people and walk away. Simply dog. don't yeah. be there. Don't later. come back. Yeah. <laughs> so in 1904, the United States hosted its first Olympic. Uh, in good old St. Louis, Missouri, uh, represent the idea um, of the Olympics being in St. Louis. Louis. Yeah, now, um, so no. and boy howdy, was it a fucking disaster! Uh, I got all this info from the Smithsonian Magazine article. So Ooh, yeah, they're pretty yeah. tight, dude. They're great. So um, this was by far um, a spectacle to be seen. I mean, it. I said it was the first Olympics to be held in, uh, in America. Now, granted. The games were very much overshadowed by the uh, the the World's Fair that they were hosting in St. Louis. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. And who wouldn't want to go to the World's Fair because it had things such as the incredibly racist 
quote, anthropology days, which is where a group of, (gasps) quote, savages that were Uh. recruited from the fair's international villages competed in a number of athletic games such as spear throwing, climbing a grease pole, and, quote, ethnic dancing, and mudslinging. Also, pompous white assholes could sit there and watch and laugh their pompous asses off. Yeah, They were recruited locally? Yeah, and they, I mean... How did they get anyone to agree to this? I would imagine there was pay involved. I would hope. I would hope so. I could um, not imagine how much uh, you have to... Yeah, and, uh, and like yeah. I said, this was the first Olympics held in America, so they were going to go fucking all out and do whatever the fuck they wanted to. Um, so, so Pierre de Coubertin is a French historian and the founder of the IOC, the International Olympic Committee. Uh, he was in severe opposition of these, quote, anthropology days, saying, Good. saying, quote, as for that outrageous charade, it, it, it will, of course, lose its appeal when black men, red men, and yellow men learn to run, jump, and throw, and leave the white men behind them. Uh, uh, yeah, so guess, he was yeah. not about it. He okay. was not about it at all. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, so the big event of the Olympics was one that was... He was right, too. He's totally right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, 100%. Yeah. Um, so the, one of the big events of the Olympics was one to honor the classic heritage of, of, of Greece and tie a connection between ancient and modern times, the marathon. Uh, it was quite the studious event made up of only the top athletes from around the world. Uh, the guidelines to be able to to be able to run in the marathon were rigorous and grueling. Heard. Yeah, I think I heard um, a little about the marathon. They wouldn't just let anyone compete in the marathon. They only wanted the best of the best. This is I'm fucking joking. This is single handedly the biggest shit show of the Olympics. <laughs> but anyone can join. Anyone? <laughs> so Dude, the Olympics need this. Yeah, so um, so it was such a big shit show that they almost got rid of the marathon altogether after this. <laughs> so among Are the, the Olympic is there still a marathon in the I Olympics? think so, yeah. Um, so among so boring. I, yeah, I know it's just running. No. <laughs> so among the runners of this amazing marathon, there were two. Uh, there were a few who were notable names. Some even winning and placing in the Boston Marathon, or were in previous Olympic were previous Olympic marathon runners. But majority of the runners for the marathon of this Olympics were fucking no names that just kind of showed up. You said this uh, was nineteen oh four. Nineteen oh four. Yeah. So that would mean, according to this, that uh, the men's marathon had been in the Olympics. For eight years, which is two Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> this was the second yeah. marathon. <laughs> so, um, so, ba, 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 almost got rid of it. Majority of the runners were all no names. So you had some Americans, uh, uh, you had Americans, Sam Miller, A.L. Newton, John Lorden, Michael Spring, and Thomas Hicks. They were all experienced marathoners. Another American, Fred Lors, did all his marathon training at night because he had a day job as a bricklayer. He earned a spot. Yeah, he earned a spot in the Olympic by placing in a quote special five mile race sponsored by the AAU, which is the Amateur Athletic Union. Um, that the Olympics were just desperate. Yeah, dude. To get yeah. People so in. there were ten uh, people of Greek nationality that had never run in a marathon in their life. Uh, two men of the Tatsunya tribe of South Africa who were in St. Louis as part of the South African World's Fair exhibit um, and pulled dicey. up to the starting line barefooted. Uh, oh, I bet they slaughtered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those guys ran for their lives. Yeah. So there was also a Cuban and former mailman named Felix uh, Carbajal who raised money to come across the pond by making a spectacle of his running in Cuba. One time, he even ran the length of the island. He raised enough money to show up to the Olympics in St. Louis. He initially landed in New Orleans. Uh, when, when he was in New Orleans, he gambled all his money away and then hitchhiked his way oh, to St. Louis. Oh, shoot, yeah. shoot. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. As one does. He's like, New Orleans um, is awesome. <laughs> so Felix stood at, a, at the starting line at a whopping five feet tall. He was wearing a white long sleeve shirt, long, dark, 
trousers and a beret and a pair of regular just street shoes. <laughs> One of his fellow Olympians decided to help a brother out and use a pair of scissors to cut his shoes off into pants. Or, I'm sorry, his, <laughs> his pants. pants. Yeah, yeah his shorts. pants off into shorts. Yeah, and he's like, you, the, you Dude, can look at look up a picture of him. He's what, wearing what like it? these tall ass socks. Um, Felix K A R B A J A L. J A L. Yeah. Oh, um, Carbajal, probably. Yeah. yeah, it is Carbajal. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Oh, is it C R A V A J O? C R C R A C A R V. Yeah, I don't know why. I you kept saying C R. It was I. My words yeah. are all fucked. Did I bit my tongue? I bit the shit out of my tongue the other day. Which half? This, this, the, the <laughs> fucking. This side, <laughs> and it is so hard to talk because I'm scared I'm going to bite it, and it hurts. So my words are a little messed oh, up right that now. That sucks. Uh, but yeah, he's just chilling with these long ass socks on and a number three on his chest. Damn, the dude, best mustache be you've ever seen, dude. Yeah, and can you imagine how hot it was back then, um, with all the fucking and the dust in the air and shit. The, okay, so look at the Wikipedia article for this is the men training for the first marathon. I was like, those just look some farmers yeah, just like regular running dudes, away from man, something. Yeah. Like so, um, August thirtieth. Excuse me, August thirtieth at three o three p.m. The starting the starting pistol was fired, and the men were fucking booking it. Heat and humidity was well in the nineties, and the course itself was a twenty four point eight five mile which was dubbed by the fair as, quote, the most difficult a human being was ever asked to run. Hell, uh, part of the course wound over railroad, railroads that were deep, like inches deep in dust. Um, oh, damn. And then they were, there were seven hills in total in this run, some varying from 100 feet and some varying to 300 feet. They were, uh, there was also a plethora of broken rocks and cracked stones strewn across the marathon pass. Uh, path creating like treacherous was that footing. For fun? Was they that, just were, like not gonna clean like, it get up. Get some nails. Um, and on <laughs> top of all, uh, yeah, all top on top of all that, the runners had to constantly dodge crosstown traffic, delivery wagons, railroad trains, <laughs> trolley cars, and people walking their dogs <laughs> since no one could feel bothered enough to block off the no. marathon path. So, <laughs> so among this fuckery that was the marathon course, there were only two places athletes could get water, and that was at the six mile mark and the twelve mile mark. Chief Holy organizer, shit. dude, yeah. So chief organizer, so early. So chief organizer of the games, James Sullivan, wanted to minimize fluid intake to test the limits and effects of purposeful dehydration. What? Dehydration uh, seemed like the wrong time to do it, but by all means, go off. <laughs> He's like, um, hey, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to turn this entire Olympic sport into, into my a little survival game. Yeah, and it, the Smithsonian Mag was like, that was in the the article, and they were like, as was common practice at the time. So apparently, it was like a super hot thing to like test how far you could go without drinking water um oh my God. so <laughs> it was bad so can you go further yeah so while the men ran cars carrying the runners coaches and physicians referred to as their handlers would drive alongside the men which sounds like a good safety precaution but all it did was kick up was dust say, no, causing <laughs> the runners to inhale said dust so fred lores was hot in the lead of the 32 runners but by the first mile thomas hicks took first place William Garcia of California soon collapses on the side of the road and is hospitalized with hemorrhaging as a significant amount of dust had coated his esophagus and ripped his stomach lining. Whoa. It's to believe that if he had, had been unaided for only one more hour, he would have bled to death. Holy uh, yeah, shit. Yeah. So John Lorden pushed through as much as he could but soon suffered hellacious bouts of vomiting and gave up. Is this just all the dust? Or is it just... Be 
Wait, how early are we in the race now? Uh, it said uh, it doesn't say like how a few long. miles. I would imagine I mean? something okay. like that. Yeah, I'm like people are going now fast. Yeah. So, um, so Lin Tao, one of the South African participants, was making great time until he was chased a solid mile off course by a pack of wild dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so man. our boy Felix uh, Carvajal has having the time of his life though. This dude gives no fucks at all. He was just vibing along in his little street shoes. His shirt, like, billowing in the wind. This was the attitude to have because Felix was making incredible time. Even I would, though yeah. He was making incredible time even though he had stopped along the route to make conversation with, like, spectators. He would stop and, like, it's talk like, to up, them. pretty lady? Yeah, that game. <laughs> um, so as he kept running, uh, uh, Felix sees a group of people sitting in a car enjoying some peaches. So he stops and asks them for uh, that if he could, like, perhaps have one since, you know, Mayhaps. no fucking water. Um, and those dickheads chose... To told him to fucking eat a bag of dicks and get on step and get at my peaches. Yeah. So he was like, "All right." And Rude. as the Smithsonian Mag describes it, quote, playfully snatches two and ate them as he ran. Um, That's so, just called stealing, dude, but I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. So as Fe- <laughs> I'm gonna eat, yeah, some. these are mine. <laughs> yeah. So as Felix gets a bit further on the course and is once again hungry or more so thirsty, he meanders over to an apple orchid and picks some apples up to snack on. As he begins running, he quickly realized that those apples were in fact rotten, which was bad news bears. He said, fuck it, it's all right, and kept on running, but soon the stomach cramps began setting in, and they Jesus, were... that hit him fast. Yeah, they were pretty horrendous. Uh, Felix, suffering from these stomach cramps, stops running and finds a nice patch of real estate and lays down and takes a nap. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> Sam I, Miller... Okay. Yeah, so Sam Miller, who is now in the lead, is also experiencing cramps and eventually slows down to a stop. Lors is also plagued with cramps at around the nine-mile mark. A lot of cramps. Looks up at the sky, in parentheses in my imagination, and says, fuck this, that he, uh, and that's when he hops into an odd nearby automobile and has them take him to the finish line, <laughs> waving as spectators and runners as he passes by. Yeah. So Hicks, one of the American favorites we talked about earlier, is being, being taken care of by, two, uh, by his two-man support crew at the 10-mile mark. He begs and begs them for a drink, but they refuse, instead sponging warm distilled water into his mouth. Once Hicks got seven miles from the finish line, his handlers gave him a sturdy concoction of egg whites and strychnine. Uh, which is the first ever recorded instance of drug use in the modern Olympics. Uh, If you don't know what strychnine is, uh, I I have it here. Also, if you don't know what strychnine is, it's like a really deadly poison, but if given in small amounts, it can be used as a stimulant. Um, Anyways, Hicks' team also carried a flask of some great French brandy, uh, (laughs) but they didn't give it to him just yet. So, anywho, once... They're like, hey, man, if things get bad or you twist your ankle, I got a thing of cocaine Yeah, yeah. (laughs) some cocaine chewing gum. Uh, so once Lors' cramps are gone, he hops up. Uh, he hops out of his 11-mile car ride and begins running again. Once uh, one of Hicks' handlers saw him and told him to fuck off because he cheated, but Lors was like, "Nah, I'm good." Keeps running to in the uh, and finishes the race in just under three hours. The crowd roared and began chanting, "An American won!" Ha! And then Alice Alice Roosevelt placed a wreath upon his head, and as they were about to lower the gold medal around his neck, someone stopped the ceremony and called Lors out for being an imposter. <laughs> 
<laughs> Lore smiled and said he never intended to accept the honor. He just finished only for the sake of a joke. Um, which <laughs> He's like, I just wanted to see how yeah. far this shit would yeah, go. Yeah, respectable. He absolutely would have accepted the yeah. award. If oh, they put that on dude, him, if no one said you. anything, he'd be like, all right, I'll see you later. And oh, just thank dipped you. out. The solid gold medal. And the medal. actual winner would be sitting there like, where's my gold medal? And they're like, oh, we didn't have another one. <laughs> where's that other guy? <laughs> so Hicks, who is now pumped full of strychnine, is pale and limp. When he heard Lors was told to fuck off, he managed to get himself into a slight trot. His trainers gave him more strychnine oh. and egg whites, along with some brandy to wash it down. He grabbed some warm water and soaked. Uh, they grabbed some warm water and soaked his body, uh, his body and head. And after that, he quickly picked up the pace. Um, race official warm tr- water. Yeah, I just it's like all pure. I don't torture. know. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's like back medicine back then was like, what's the worst? I thing would. We could I do? would think that maybe Shock if, if, their they, body. if I would say I would think maybe if they gave him like strictly cold ice cold water, like it would shock his body. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's just normal. Why is guy? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> we're gonna uh, blow this. We're gonna yeah. blow hot cinders up your <laughs> ass later. <laughs> Keep so, your legs apart further. Race official Charles Lucas wrote, "Quote: Over the last two miles of the road, Hicks was running mechanically, like a well-oiled piece of machinery. His eyes were dull, lustreless. The ashen color of his face and skin had deepened. His arm appeared as weights well tied down. He could scarcely lift his legs, while his knees were also almost stiff. Oh, uh, sounds God. fucking awful. <laughs> and like running, running with your arms down at your side is like extra tired. It puts such like a bad." weight on your legs like yeah. i had a drill sergeant who would run like that he would run for a little bit and he'd put his arms down i was like i'm gonna try that out i put my arms down. i was like oh this fucking sucks dude. <laughs> pick horrible. my arms back up yeah so <laughs> i like you're like wait is there something to that yeah no, no absolutely no. not he's you're just idiot. crazy he's an idiot um so hicks was almost there almost to the end but he didn't believe the end was right around the corner see he had started hallucinating and believing that the finish line was still 20 miles away and the last mile, he begged his handlers for something to eat. And when that wouldn't work, he begged the, he begged them to lie, like asking if he could lie down. He was given more brandy, but refused the strychnine and egg whites style tea. He walked up to the second to last hill and jogged down the incline. Once he made it into the stadium, he tried to run, but could only muster a graceful shuffle. His trainers sure. carried him over the line, holding him aloft while that his feet moved it. back and forth in a zombie-like fashion, <laughs> and Hicks was declared the winner. <laughs> One hour and four doctors later, Hicks felt well enough to just leave the fairgrounds. He had, lo- he had lost eight pounds during the course of the race and declared, quote, never in my life have I, ru- have I ran such a tough course. The terrific, the terrific hills simply tear a man to pieces. But they uh, didn't give him any yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, and that was the uh, disastrous 1904 Olympics in St. There were injuries. Yeah, there definitely were. Nobody died, though, but no. they definitely could have. Definitely could have. I bet everybody's life's got a little shorter. Yeah. One oh, guy got pretty dude, close yeah, to dying, he, too. He had an hour, an hour without medical attention, he would have fucking died. You, like, just that story alone is so revealing about the time. Like, because sports now is so integrated. Yeah, yeah. It's such a commodity and it's like, like an industry, you know what I mean? And, and and being in the sports field is a medical profession. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you are specifically a sports doctor. Yeah. Like, that's what you do. And now it's yeah. just like, this fucking... Back then, yeah. they are just like, hey, kid, yeah. you came over here pretty quick. Yeah. You want to be in the you Olympics? You want to be in the race? I got a doctor back here for you. He punched me in the head one time. My headache went away, so he's the best of the best back here, dude. And uh, you, we don't have water. Yeah, we don't have water. No. Uh, six and 12 miles. But apparently, testing the limits of dehydration was a big thing at the time that people were That's super so about. weird. It's wild. It's like, so... Fucked up. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. I, it's crazy to me. It's like, if like what if, like... 
that wasn't a thing back then. Like, would times be different or it's, like would it's we kinda, just? It's kind of, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of funny because it's like now in the same way, they're like both of the Olympics were about testing the, the limits, limits yeah, of a the, human the, yeah, body. Yeah, the limits of a human body. I, and I kind of love that. Yeah, yeah. I kind of love that. Like, I, I would not mind at all. I would like Olympics it. where they like shoot guns over their head. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then, and there's like, a dog that's fast yeah. that they have to run for. Not too I, I would fast. Like, I would like to see that, but also consensual. Someone knows what they're getting oh, into. Absolutely. I oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think Daniel... I don't want squid games. Da- yeah, exactly. I think Daniel Tosh had a joke that was like, I want to see Olympics where steroids are completely encouraged. I want to see oh, the pinnacle absolutely. of human fitness. Someone just juiced I mean, out of their mind. Isn't that what the strongman competitions Pretty, are? Well, in strongman, you have two feder- you have two different federations. I can't remember their names, but one oh, is a like strictly... get into a hole. No, no, no. <laughs> one is a strictly natural strongman federation, and the other one doesn't drug test. So it's like, pick your point. You're going to get juiced up, or you're going to stay natty, either one. But I mean, still. so the juiced up one, now we know what the human body is capable yeah, exactly. of. Picking yeah. up fucking yeah. cars and yeah. airplanes yeah, yeah, exactly. and shit. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. Pulling track like fucking semi-trucks, dude. Yeah, it's semis, a, yeah, everything. Bananas. bananas. But yeah, that is the 1904 Olympics in St. Louis. It's a fucking... That, yeah. I would have loved to see yeah, it. Yeah, I would what also... If I could go back in time, I, I would watch How those. many people were in it? You said 32? Uh, yeah, 32 runners. That's so small. Wait, mm-hmm. how many are in the Olympics? Are I don't they know. still do an Olympic marathon? marathon? Didn't we yeah, just yeah, yeah. That that, yeah, they still do that. That's right. Also, I feel a little stupid about this, I'll admit. But I thought that the medals were made fully, like, of the medal that you win. No, it's, like, plated, right? It's just plated. Yeah, it's plated. 80 athletes had a... Both marathons had a target number of 80 athletes, but a larger number of athletes have been fulfilled the qualifying criteria and will complete in Sapporo. Sapporo, Sapporo, the venue of the Olympics road event in the men's field. I love I, people who are in like boring Olympic yeah, sports. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was an Olympic yeah, I was marathon runner. Yeah, 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 I'm a, yeah. Okay. I love, there was a video I saw back when the Olympics were happening of like the marathon between the men and the women. And like once the men get to the end of the marathon, they like fall on the ground or like panting and stuff like that. And then the women get to the end and they're just kind of like walking around and like yeah. putting their arms over their yeah. head. The women are way stronger. Supposedly... Like men are stronger in everything except long distance running. Women do pull ahead, which I think is interesting. That's crazy. That's yeah, wild. it is. It is. Women are uh, genetically designed to run for their yeah, lives. Yeah, <laughs> which is terrible. So, uh, it's terrible. awful. Yeah, men suck. But I mean, if an Olympic medal was made complete, you could easily make a medal out of bronze yeah, and silver yeah, for yeah. real cheap. Yeah. One of those gold ones would be goddamn. Be fucking, and it would be. There's only fragile. six grams of gold. Really? In, yeah. Mm-hmm. In a. I mean, I get, they also okay. they How also get paid silver? a lot of money though for being in the Olympics. Like those athletes get paid. I don't think so. If you win a gold medal for your country, you get paid. Really? Yeah. Always. How how much do you? Oh man, get? the silver! What the silver is plated? You cheap whores! How much do you get paid for winning a gold medal in the Olympics? The U.S. Olympic Committee pays thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollars for a gold medal, twenty-two thousand five hundred for silver, and fifteen thousand for a bronze. Would you say the top was? Thirty seven thousand five hundred. grand to be like the best in the world at something. I wonder what uh interesting. Uh does how that, does much that feel like enough? Countries pay their Olympic athletes. I bet that's really split. Yeah. So United States thirty seven France pays seventy three thousand. Canada sixteen thousand. Germany twenty two thousand. Sixteen out of Canada? So bonus so you 
it says, okay, country, and then it has a category for bonus for gold medal and an individual event, and it has total payout. And I don't, I think this total payout's got to be like between all the athletes. I don't know. United States total payout's one point five million. Uh, France eight hundred eighty three thousand. Canada four hundred forty two thousand, and so on and so Interesting. forth. Interesting. Um, so they make money, and that's not even that's not, not even the money. Much. But it's not even the money they're gonna make off like sponsorships. Remember and stuff we like talked that. about the wrestlers, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, that he ended up poor. He was an Olympic wrestler. Yeah, that's true. That's you know that that's just something about it. Like I know it doesn't matter. Yeah, like you know you're just doing sports, and that's a job. Like anybody else has got a job. Yeah. It's just so crazy <laughs> to go from like, oh yeah, I was the best in the world, and you're like, now nah, I just have a job. And I'm pretty I'm sure the Olympic. Do you Gotta. care that I was an Olympic marathon? Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Sponsorships. I mean, I would imagine they get paid from sponsors too. Uh, the International Olympic Committee does not dole out any money for participation or prize. However, athletes can earn monies through endorsements, stipends, and even medal bonuses courtesy of their home country. So I'm, I'm sure they get sponsorships. Have you seen, like, the swag bags they get when they just show up to the Olympics? Uh, there was a video of some of the Olympic athletes showing it on TikTok, and they get, like, Beats like beats by Dre headphones or, like, like AirPods and stuff like that, which they, they yeah, get a bunch of cool shit, cool. but also, like... You get paid more. You're and the best at what to, you do. They get to be in the Olympic Village and they get to dude, fuck banging other like, in the, like elite athletes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, the, it's the most beautiful people and the most like physically fit people in the whole in your, world. Yeah, the entire world, dude. And everybody knows that it's a fuck fest yeah, too. Sure. So I, like, I do also remember seeing something about that as well. I was like, they, hey, they use like bunch 60, of 70,000 condoms I to fucking yeah. the Olympic. It, you gotta, you gotta cut loose sometimes. You're like that's why that's why the olympic that's what really motivates the olympic ping pong guys. yeah dude. <laughs> it's <laughs> not for the glory it's for the village I, I forgot ping pong was an olympic oh sport, hell yeah dude. okay they get fucking into Forrest it Forrest gump was yeah. in it that's sign. that's truth olympic ping pong champion there's a this really funny picture or interesting too but it's like of every olympic athlete what they're like yeah they're they look like in their underwear so it's like shows the body types of what yeah. an average Olympic athlete. And then there's the ping pong guy. And he just looks like a dude. Just, <laughs> just a guy. Yeah. <laughs> he just looks like a guy. Just shows up. He's yeah. Like, yeah. That's my training regimen. I <laughs> sit in my garage for yeah. 30, far, five hours a day and just fucking ping pong to death, dude. <laughs> Takes not very much yeah. muscle at all. Yeah. It's just got a lot of forearm muscle. Got to grip the, uh, Got to paddle. Grip the paddle real hard, and you know you got them hard serves, dog. Do you know um, what you're covering next week? Fuck no, I never know what I'm covering. Just for fun, though, I like to keep myself. In my oh toes. wait. Oh, we we have to take a break. We gotta take week? a break. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, that gives yeah, me more next time. Next week then. is off. <clears throat> okay, yes. Well, I might. Uh, I don't know. I might do a coven corner or something like that, depending. Or might take a break myself. Um, but yeah, we'll see you guys maybe next week, That'll or definitely you guys the week after that. Time to catch up. Yeah, and catch up. Don't forget go through our content and rate and review. Yeah, and don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, download. We did see on Spotify that people were actively rating. Yes, and reviewing, which you. is great. Thank you for that. We, we very like much that. appreciate it. It helps us get the podcast in front of more people. Um, we'll see you guys again, if not next week, the week after that. Yes. Yes. To continue on this season, if you have anything to say to us, you can write Get us, us some at, episode yeah, ideas. Yeah, some season ideas, episode ideas, doesn't matter. You just want to talk. Snackspacksmail at gmail.com. You want to just sell some shit. Yeah, yeah, some <laughs> yeah. Garbage. Yeah. Whatever you made. Yeah, whatever. Um, and uh, you can also message the Instagram at snackspacksmail. 
Snacks Packs podcast. What I really want to do is start advertising for like Etsy pages. Oh so yeah, we can get a that'd cool be tight. Etsy shit all that'd the time. That'd be cool. That'd be so badass. Send us your Etsy page, and you'd never hear Etsy fucking. Oh, they wouldn't give Etsy a f- advertisements. Yeah, give us some shit. Like yeah, come on, we'll do it. That's hella cool. Yeah, let us know. Let us check out your Etsy shop. Yeah, um, but we will see you guys again soon. Love you so much. Uh, bye bye.